I love running into old farmers who have been farming for years and there's certain plants that they have cursed their whole lives. And then you tell them, hey, this nettle plant is the most nutrient-dense land plant you can find. And you show them how to prepare it. You, as long as you harvest with confidence, it has the most rich, luxurious flavor. Welcome back to The Simple Plate, tales of local food produced by local people. In this episode, we talk about perhaps the simplest plate of all, stuff you find in your backyard or on a walk that you can bring home and cook up yourself. Eric Ament owns Anahata Herbals, and he's a big fan of foraging what he calls helpful plants for food and medicine. Okay, some of us are old enough to remember Ewell Gibbons asking cheerfully, ever eat a pine tree? Some parts are edible. But once you get over that, you learn that spring and a pandemic are the perfect times to add to your food-related security and self-sufficiency. I tell you what, you don't pick your path in life. The path picks you, I think. What you figured out is how to walk along the path pick things, and eat them. Yeah, you know, it's becoming the new norm, I think. A lot of people are looking towards their backyards and wild spaces to find food and medicine and use it um, in their families, you know, and uh, the community is really strong in Duluth in particular, and it's it's so important to learn these things as far as, like, self-resiliency and and food security, especially considering, you know, these times. Not only that, they're they're really tasty, especially if you put anything in butter, right? So the spring is a really perfect time. It's a, kind of a narrow window. Sometimes it's a two-day window. Sometimes it's a two-week window. But it's not a very long-lived moment where plants are ideal to harvest. This time of year, roots are a good thing to focus on before the plants divulge all their leaves from storing all that energy into the root. Some of the roots, I guess, that are perfect right now, dandelion, you know, burdock root is an excellent weed that you can find, and you might even get paid to remove it. Uh, It has a really wonderful, rich, earthy, kind of carrot-like, very starchy root to it. One thing that people should harvest is, uh, you know, that cow parsnip? Well, it's got this big white humble flower, but it's the one that's most famous for if you go and weed whack it or pull it out and you get it on your, the juices on your skin and the sun hits your skin, you get these big warty blisters and things. It's starting to spread. I see it all over the place. It's kind of taken over, but the spring green of it is edible. So when it's very small, just a couple inches out of the ground it's very nice spring green to eat and then we can uh, rid ourselves of of that noxious weed problem the june berries are flowering really hard right now and those are wonderful flavor really floral um, just kind of like a nice uh, salad garnish wild mustard is coming up right now that one has a nice spicy garlic flavor to it and if you've had mustard greens it's also a a custom in the flavor as well the buds of the basswood or linden tree are also a wonderful springtime salad mix probably the most mild and delicious tasting wild green that i think is underutilized but you can pick a salad bowl within you know five or ten minutes 
of basswood buds. So as long as the leaves are still in their like soft, tender phase, they're they're really excellent and taste almost exactly like uh, store-bought lettuce. I love running into old farmers who have been farming for years and there's certain plants that they have cursed their whole lives. And then you tell them, hey, this nettle plant is the most nutrient-dense land plant you can find. And they say, wait, this thing is useful. And you show them how to prepare it. As long as you harvest with confidence, it won't sting you. So as long as you press the leaves hard and you don't accidentally brush up against it, it actually doesn't sting you. And it has the most rich, luxurious flavor. The chlorophyll in there is so, so strong. I mean, you can see it in the leaves. They're one of the darkest leaves that you'll see on the landscape. Definitely a spring treat. You want to make sure you harvest those, though, under 18 inches in height. After that, um, they'll become toxic to your liver, and you don't want to eat them. I got to know this. How do you cook a nettle? One way, you can throw it in any stir-fry. It's a, a nice green addition. If you're looking for a nice green addition to your dish, it's prevalent, usually grows in patches, so you can throw handfuls in pretty much anything you can think of. You do need to cook it or dry it to render the the barbs on it that do the stinging where they don't affect you. So you can throw them in soup. You can dry them out, sprinkle them in the soup all winter long, and in casseroles, dare I say casserole or hot dish. And then uh, the other thing is just making tea. Tea is my specialty, and I use nettles in a number of different tea blends that I put together and enjoy its rich complexity. Oh, it's just such this deep, alluring taste to it. How do you get started? Because you can't just go for a walk in a state park and start picking things up and stuffing them in your mouth. My favorite place to learn, though, has always been in a plant walk. Plant walks are really nice because you get a group of people together that are interested in that like um, knowledge, and you really like everyone is teaching their own experience. And through that, you get all those recipes that you, you know, you can go home and try after you're done with the talk. But uh, it's a great way to build community and then also just learn from each other. And I think that uh, is probably the best way to learn besides resources. There's a million books out there on wild foraging. I want to talk about the ethics of harvesting ramps first because, you know, it's really easy to over-harvest a patch, and it takes decades for um, these patches to establish. And they're sprawling. They look very healthy, these large patches. But, um, you know, year after year, if people are harvesting, one of the most sustainable ways to do it is just to harvest the leaves. The leaves will come back. You don't harvest the bulbs, so you're not impacting the the stand's health. And the flavor is absolutely outstanding. Imagine, you know, this soft, tender, flat, flat leaf that's maybe two inches wide that tastes like garlic, onion, and you can throw that on um, salads or, you know, make your pesto, put it on sandwiches, and you 
can enjoy all the wonders of the ramp that the ramp gives, I guess, without depleting the resource that we have. I think that's pretty important to keep in mind because it's pretty quick to over-harvest a patch just to get that little bulb that, honestly, I think the bulb tastes very much like a, a store-bought onion. You can listen to this conversation again online at KUMD.org under the Northland Morning tab, where you can also leave comments or questions. This episode of The Simple Plate was written and produced at KUMD by Lisa Johnson, with music from Andy Halleck and Polo and support provided by the Whole Foods Co-op of Duluth. The Simple Plate is also located wherever you find your podcasts, so you can take us with you when you go out to eat or share us with your friends and family. Thank you.